Hello and welcome back to the Dear Next Gen podcast. It's your host, Cece, and today I am alone actually. It's a little bit different and also it's taken me a while to get into the swing of recording again because I'll talk about this a little bit later. I recorded lots and lots of interviews. I was on my batching game just multiple times a week doing interviews and recording and then editing and uploading because I yeah wanted to cater to people's availability and then I also knew I wanted to take a break and just spend that time organizing all the content, posting, having something go up weekly and then I ran into the problem where I had like way too much content but that is a good thing compared to having no episodes which I will also talk about a bit later. First of all, Happy New Year. If you're listening to this when it's going out, it is January, the start of 2023, and a lot of people feel like they've been wanting to start a podcast or shown interest or were just listening to podcasts more, and I do want to warn you not to overwhelm yourself with all the content that's out there, but I also know that I have learned some amazing things when it comes to just life organization my husband and I are listening to like different mental health podcasts too and I feel like I'm just getting a degree in all these different topics just from listening to audiobooks and podcasts so it could be amazing and it can also be very draining that being said I found that because there's so much interest there was also a lack of transparency on what it's like to start a podcast there's instructional videos from different products but those come from different companies so in the end they're just trying to sell you whatever service they have and tell you that their tool is really good or people gatekeep as the younger generation would say because they're either in the middle of it they don't want to share what it is or they just don't have the time because they are thriving and doing the project that they want to do and maybe just feel like other people don't want to hear what they have to say. I am by far not a podcast expert. I know people who have been in the game for much, much longer, but what I am really good at is trial and error and I am really good at sourcing information and that probably comes from just the nature of my job because I work in marketing and social media and writing newsletters, I just literally source a bunch of information, put it all together and make it compact for people or funny or informative or makes you want to buy stuff. So it's a lot of just like looking for things yourself, trying it yourself and then just making it your own and making it really fun. So because my brain works like that, starting a podcast and just having minimal people around me who were actually doing that, there was a couple people locally and there's a couple big you know podcast companies that I look up to and love that was kind of the information that I had and that was the context that I had going into this and luckily I know a lot of people either in like audio or engineering people who know how to edit put things together publish content so that was really helpful for me to just kind of be able to pick people's brains who know 
more about this space than I do. This is a very different space than I'm used to. And I'm not going to lie, a part of me thought that if I put it out there, hey, do you guys have any podcast questions, that I wouldn't get any questions and I would have to make up my own questions to just kind of like fill the void. But that was not the case. I actually received a lot of questions that I'm going to try really hard to get through all in the one episode and have this as your go-to. But before I get to just kind of the podcast Q&A, I just wanted to say thank you so much. 2022 was an up and down kind of year. It was exciting, but at the same time, it was really stressful. And the podcast and montage, working on things that really fuel me and get you guys excited and get my community excited is what kept me really sane (laughs) and it's what kept me yeah just motivated and dreaming and thinking big picture for what montage could be and like I said my brain is a very trial and error type of brain probably the ADHD in me I don't know just got a lot of tabs open and I just want to experiment it all and the things that don't work we shut them down and the things that work you keep going and running with them so if you're in a place where you want to start a project or you have a lot of different ideas yes it's like really beneficial to start and work on one project but even in that one project if your plan is shifted two months later then don't be scared to stretch it and try little bits and pieces of different things and see what resonates with people and if something that you really thought would be kind of the main thing of your project or your idea or your business does it end up being like the crowd favorite or what's really needed in your kind of generation or your society or your location, then use that opportunity to do the thing that did work. I find that a lot of brands or a lot of companies or entrepreneurs struggle because they're so excited to just do one thing and then the response is different than what they expected in some ways, but then really, really good in other things, but they are too scared to move over and work on the stuff that is actually moving the needle, as they say in corporate language. But by moving the needle, it's just like things that are actually making an impact and that are actually getting the goals that you want to do. Okay, so I am a reset kind of gal. I love a good reset. Also, if you are only interested in the podcast Q&A and don't really care for the personal and... um growth updates feel free to fast forward no worries if you're new here everything you need will be linked in the description but I encourage you to stick around because it's fun to get to know each other and I feel like a lot of the episodes that I do I don't really get to know people back and forth and I'll talk about this in a second but anyways yeah I am a reset kind of gal I love Mondays I love trying new routines my husband will want to encourage me to start like my vitamin routine that I'm supposed to be doing and he'll tell me on a Wednesday and I'll be like no we cannot do this it's Wednesday we have to wait until Monday we have to start it on the start of the week and he'll be like okay well I'll ask you again on Monday and like I mentioned 2022 we did experimenting events starting this podcast social media I was batching non-stop different episodes. I was asking everyone I kind of wanted to be on the podcast and didn't know if they would even be interested in that because they weren't really frequent podcasters. And I put it out there and those who responded and made it happen were on the podcast. So I just am so grateful for the guests that we've had 
and there are still like five or six episodes that are coming your way friends i feel like we are slowly approaching a rebirth of the podcast not yet i think it is something that is still in the work which is okay people sometimes get stuck in the oh my it's january i gotta like change everything do everything i actually see january as preparation month my sister was telling me that she's just pretending it doesn't exist (laughs) and then she's gonna start next month so she's just kind of getting her whole life organized and in order and I feel like that's kind of what I'm doing for the podcast I took the first week of January to rest to reset to go on solo vacation and plan out all these different things that I wanted to do and just clean out like my devices to make them have space And yeah, we need to remember that it's not all go, go, go all the time. There are seasons of we're going to go hard on something and then there are seasons of we're not. So yeah, I think the podcast is going to evolve. And here are a couple of the things that I think we're going to update. One of them is I've listened to a lot more journal vibes type of podcast. And I want to incorporate a little bit of their style more. Right now, it was a lot about getting the conversations up and the casual chats, which is what I had listened to prior to listening to prior to listening to these types of podcasts that are more catered towards the radio, more catered towards telling a full picture story. And they obviously have a lot of producers and writers and there's a lot of NPR podcasts that are um, really helpful. Like there's one that I just discovered called Life Talks. think it's called or life kits i think it's called life kits and it's just very tiny episodes of podcasts about different topics that kind of help your life and the way that those are framed and they have music in the back like snippets of what they're talking about i love those kind of captivating episodes and i hope to do more of those in 2023 not more i hope to even start doing those type of episodes in 2023 but to do that I know that I'm gonna have to scale back in terms of quantity of episodes and work on the quality of the storytelling of whatever topic it is that we want to dive into so hopefully I get to do some of that my background I might have mentioned this before but before doing podcasts I did different things like working in marketing in teaching teaching dance doing improv but one of like the first jobs that I ever did was being on the radio a couple times when I was younger and it was because French radio doesn't have as big of like a community so the uh, amount of children that they could ask to be on the shows were less frequent and because my mom did it often then I would go and kind of be one of the first picks that they could ask if they had any episodes where they would want insight on the next generation so I've been recently realizing that that really affected my desire to just share opinions and then my confidence to just put it out there and I would never listen to those things again they were on the radio you can't really find them I think online it was literally just live radio and they did such a good job at asking people from other generations like why have a nine-year-old on (laughs) the radio unless you cared about their opinion or unless you saw something in them that could be beneficial for the average age radio listener to hear so that's something I've been thinking about and what what I've realized has come really full circle for me just having my own show and doing what I want to do with the show and producing it the way that I want to as well 
something else I really want to have on the podcast is more collaboration and more engagement. Spotify actually has a really cool feature where you can leave a voice message. So I don't know if this looks like people sending in a voice message and I play it for me and the guests and we respond to it. I don't know if it's in episodes that's just different people's voice messages. Who knows? We definitely need to test this out because I think it'd be so fun for people who listen to actually be on the episodes in a way that is less scary for them and just easy easy for you guys and easy for me to just implement. Two other things I think I would want to see myself do in 2023 is be on other people's podcasts and shows. I definitely was very focused on making sure there was consistency in episodes going out for Dear Next Gen because I've said this before, but most podcasts don't last. They go up to five, six episodes. Sometimes they take very long, year-long breaks, and I understand why. It's a lot of work, which I'll explain when I do the Q&A questions, but my goal is just not to be one of those stats, and when I finally got the Spotify-wrapped version of Podcasters through Anchor, I was really, really excited because I thought I'd be scared to look at the analytics, which I was. I purposely was not looking at anything to just keep me motivated. But when I did, I just noticed a lot of different numbers that were encouraging to me because all it took was being consistent to be a higher percentage of frequently listened to and ongoing podcasts out there. And the last thing is, I think we need a new cover image, but I'm not sure what that's going to look like yet. (laughs) And we'll see. I feel like the inspiration and the time will spark what that cover image will look like. I just like seeing all the gals on there who are part of our summer shoot, so that's why I chose that photo, but we'll see what the vibe is going to be for 2023. Okay, let's get into how to start your own podcast. Wait, I thought of one last thing that I want to make sure we have in 2023, And I totally forgot it because I know I'm going to make it happen. It is on my to-do list for this week and next week is I want different people to do the intros for the podcasts. I think it would be really fun to like rotate between introductions because sometimes I just start the the interview and just go from there. But I do that because I don't want to be doing my own introduction and then I'm also hosting the conversation. And yeah, our friend Tynan made good music, so I have... A whole track that I could be implementing into the episodes. So that's the last thing that I could think of. <laughs> okay, let's get into podcast Q&A for the next 15 minutes. So I wanted to keep this part a little bit more casual. So I have maybe three or four little bullet points I want to make sure I hit, and then I'm just going to read the questions. I've only glanced over at them, so this is going to be my first reaction, and if I need any more resources, then I will let you guys know. Okay, so this is how I would start a podcast if I was starting over completely again, and my intention was for this to run for the whole year and for this to be somewhat successful in whatever way that means for you. Number one, I would get my stuff in order. And this doesn't need to take a really long time. I suggest that you give yourself, maybe spend one day at a coffee shop and your goal is just, you know, crank out the podcast plan. Maybe this is you give yourself a week and by the end of the week, you ask someone to hold you accountable and be like, all right, show me the plan. Like we're doing this and here, tell me how you're going to do this. 
And what I mean by that is determine your gear, first of all, your frequency, and kind of your overarching theme or goal and vision for your podcast. When it comes to gear, I found that Googling things, TikToking things, and getting advice from professionals and amateurs and all this stuff in the world of like audio and technology really, really overwhelmed me. There is so much different kind of technology you can use out there. I actually first recorded on this little cute Yeti microphone. It was white. It was for creators. I thought this would be awesome. And I honestly just didn't like the sound for the type of recording I wanted to do. It was very like complicated and just like sharp to use and didn't sound that different from recording on my phone in the end. And I find that if you are someone who's really techie and you love learning into audio engineering, then you probably aren't buying that kind of mic or maybe you are and you're adjusting a bunch of things. But I wanted this to be zero stress, grab and go. I could plug it in anywhere. So I actually switched and returned that microphone and bought two microphones that were identical off Amazon. I will link the microphones that I got off Amazon. I think I will keep these for a while. The reason why I like these was because they had the stands and the filter, which I appreciate because something that I've learned from just doing music is the popping will suck if it gets into people's ears and they're listening with you know, their headphones especially, it can be annoying, but don't forget that people are quite forgiving with podcast audio. The standard is not really set the same way as it would be for like TV. If something was really bad, you know, quality, it's probably not on Netflix in terms of just like, you know, is it too pixelated or things like that. When it comes to a podcast, a lot of very very successful podcasts are just recorded in their closets with a little microphone or with their phone headphones just like you see people doing tiktoks with the apple headphones and the tiny little microphone just make sure it's not rubbing on your clothes but honestly that works great next you're gonna have to determine are you gonna do a podcast where it's just you or are there guests involved because that will kind of determine how you can go about your recording process if it's you and a friend I find that I've heard people say that doesn't always go as well because then you have to rely on each other to do it but then also it could be really good because it's a fun dynamic and you guys can do your own like solo episodes here and there if you're going to do it with a friend I would say be consistent with it I have friends who work on projects together and they pick you know Tuesdays is when we do this or they determine kind of okay let's sit together for a day or two and do all these episodes so we're ready and then go from there. So just think about how you want to structure the the people who are involved in your podcasts and you don't you can change it anytime. It doesn't have to be the same for the entirety of your season or your year. Okay, so let's pretend you want to have guests on your podcast and you're going to do this remotely like I do. In the future I would love to do things mostly in person. I think the dynamic is much more different than when you're doing it over video but most likely you're gonna have to do it remotely because it works better for both people and then you can each have your own microphones and headphones so technically i only need one microphone and you need a platform that is able to record and i'll quickly get into the platform options 
So the first platform that I tried to use was Riverside, which is a good one and it is a very common one to use. You can actually just like upload from there and it's integrated well with different things. The issue that I had with using Riverside for the very beginning of my podcast was that I had to limit myself with the amount of time that I was recording. And I think knowing that gave me a little bit of anxiety and didn't serve my overarching goal of if people want to keep talking, I don't want to cut them off. Or if I have five guests agree to be on the podcast in a month, I don't want to say, oh, sorry, you can't because I have a recording limit. And if you come, I'm going to have to pay an extra X amount of dollars just so you can be on my podcast. And because this is a nonprofit and anything would come out of my own pocket at the moment, I felt like that wasn't really what I wanted to invest in at the time. So yeah, the first few episodes record on Riverside. It also is really good at recording video. So you can record video and just quickly click a button and it will format the video into like a TikTok video because it records both of you if you want. And you can also have a producer in there if you want a third person and you're getting fancy. You can have the video kind of in a YouTube landscape format. So it is, I think, the go-to at the moment for most podcasters. Otherwise, people are using Zoom, which is fine. There's a lot of perks to using Zoom. You can record both people. You can go up to a certain amount of time if you have a free version. It's often quite reliable because it's grown so much over the last two years, as we know, and people need to use it. Personally, I ended up going with, drum roll, (laughs) I use Google Meets to record my podcast. So if you want to do something similar to me where you have to have guests come on and you want it to be a seamless experience for them, here is the process that I do. So, I pay for a monthly subscription for Google, for Google, I guess, and what I can do with that, which I wanted to do, was record my meetings, set up meetings with a link where people don't have to download anything different. They could do it from their phone, they could do it from their laptop, they don't need to have an app like Teams or Zoom or something that they've never seen before. And I wanted them to be able to book a time slot. So for me, having it all in one place was really what won me over with using Google. So what I do is I set up this calendar on the Montage email that's hosted on Google. I put in the days that I know I'm able to record and the time slots are a certain amount of time. And there's a certain amount of time in between two time slots. And then I send that link out when I email a potential guest and I go, click this link to choose your spot and when they choose their spot there's actually questions that they can answer which are really helpful for me whether it's like put your links for social media here is there anything you want to know like here's what you need to remember and then google will do a reminder for them a couple days before and it will also go in their calendar really easily so that was why i chose that the next thing i would say when it comes to recording a podcast is be consistent like i mentioned earlier If you're doing a lot of solo episodes and it gets overwhelming after a time, break it down into two parts. If you know you'll be busy, do a mini-series, take a break. After the mini-series, let people catch up. Do a swap with someone else who has a podcast. And you can even call it like season one when you're done kind of doing a batch of episodes and you want to take a break and 
record some more, maybe you have finals or you're busy working, you're on vacation, then you can pick up again and do season two. The next thing that I would say is use Anchor. Anchor is a sister company to Spotify. If you don't know of Anchor, it's actually just such an easy way to have your own podcast. Shout out to them. It is also, they're actually a very supportive social media account, even though they're also a great tool. So I would say that from my experience of using it. I've had the app for a very long time now because years ago I wanted to start a podcast with my friends and we just didn't make it a priority and I didn't really have the time or we didn't have the desire as much. But basically you could record just from your phone, upload it to Spotify. They even have a video option now and it was pretty instant. They have soundtracks that you can use on there that are available for intros and I recognize them now on other people's podcasts. So I know I'm using a tool that podcasts that I look up to are also using. And yeah, you can edit on Anchor kind of your your episodes. You can add all the little recordings that you've done on there. And the way that you get your podcast on Spotify is just by publishing it on Anchor. So when I'm done recording my stuff, I will upload it onto Anchor. I will put in the name of the title. I will do my description and change the cover art if I need to. And that just goes directly on Spotify instantly. What I had to learn myself was that if I wanted my podcast to be on Apple Podcasts, which is what I personally was using to listen to podcasts, so I felt like it was important to represent the people who are listening there, I had to link my show to Apple Podcasts. So how I did that was they have instructions, they have videos that you can watch, and there's like a RRSP, (laughs) there's a name for it, but you will just put a link that you get from your Anchor account to Apple Podcasts when you sign in with your iCloud, and then it will sync it all together, verify that it's you, and it will go up a little bit delayed than your Spotify. So if I'm podcasting, I'm done my episode, it's all up on Anchor, I click publish, I usually wait a little bit before going and telling everybody that it's up because I want it to be also available on Apple Podcasts, and that's just a preference for me. Some people would really just do like Spotify exclusives, or if you listen on Spotify, then you can get it faster technically, but it really just depends on what your audience listens to. I actually notice I have like a 50-50 for podcast listening when it comes to which platform so I'm just going to keep doing it this way where I have it go on both why not (laughs) and if I didn't mention anchor is free so it is the easiest way that you could be launching a podcast in no time do I record on there directly no I have done it before and will I do it again I'm not really sure if I was out and about in the wild recording on my phone and I had that kind of podcast then maybe yes But because of the nature of recording full episodes with people, having video, and I'm not using Riverside, I'm using Google, I found that the best way for me to be able to have my intro music, my outro music, and nothing glitching and everything being how I envision it to go up, the best way for me to do it was to edit it all in a separate software, have that final piece of audio as an mp4, upload that to anchor and then it goes live it sounds really complicated but it's not you guys are tech savvy you will figure out what works for you personally i use imovie 
And the reason I use iMovie is because I actually grew up on iMovie, so it is just a tool I really know how to use. I know how to split things really fast, I know how to detach audio, I know how to lower the audio, which I highly recommend you do if you're recording and you can see the sound waves of your voice and you see it's turning red or orange, it will show you on the platform that you're using most likely when you're peaking a little bit. I would turn it down and I'm just very familiar with editing on there and it's free if you have a Mac so that's what I use at the moment. Other tools that I'm using um, at the moment I'm using voice memos on my computer because I wanted to have a bigger screen to read the questions but I've also used photo booth recorded on there and then taking that video put it in iMovie added my intro my outro and export that. Another tool that I want to go back into, but I really just have to relook at the pricing. And again, I usually stray away from things that limit me time-wise when I know, you know, you can only have a certain length of episode, or you can only upload a certain amount of storage and all that. But there is an app called Descript that is really, really cool. It's a way for you to edit your videos by looking at words and erasing the words and then it will edit the video. So this is something that I really, really want to use in the future as I'm making TikTok content, as I'm doing more editorial pieces, is just be able to upload the video in there. It scripts out the entire video. So everything you said, it even is able to find out who is who. I tested it out on an episode that I did with Erica from Brodo and it just knew like when Cece was talking, when Erica was talking. And if I erased a sentence that I said, it just fully took out that piece of the video. So it's really good if you're saying a lot of ums and likes and you just want to erase them quickly. I think that would be really cool for you to play around with and see if you like. I hope that 15 minutes was helpful for you to just kind of get an idea of what the process can look like. If you have any other questions, just DM if I don't cover it. And I will send you a voice message responding to your question. And I won't hide anything. I'll, let, I'll find out the pricing for you. I'll find out how much storage every episode usually takes. That's something else that I would say is make sure you have somewhere, either like a hard drive or a computer that has space. Because most 30-minute episodes I've been doing usually end up being like 60 megabytes or so. And if you're recording video, that usually adds up. But with the way that I pay for my Google subscription, all my meet recordings end up in a Google Drive and it ha I have more space because I pay for that. So I don't really have to save them manually anywhere else, which I really like. So it's totally up to you. It's up to your time and it's up to your budget. So definitely when you make out your podcast plan, think about your budget because yes, you can have way more fancy audio and equipment. But if it takes you more time, then might not be what's best for you. If you have to have all these different subscriptions, you can kind of lose track of them and it's not as fun. All right, last 10 minutes for the questions. Thank you for sticking around. A lot of people that I have talked to honestly tell me that they listen to podcasts on a faster speed. I've done it for audiobooks, but I haven't really done it for podcasts much. I wonder if it would be too fast for me but know that there is also that option if you are kind of in a hurry and you just want to find a space that is a space i mean a section of the podcast that is what you are looking for 
I actually didn't notice that on YouTube it is really cool how you can separate kind of the timeline by um, putting the name of what is happening in that specific part of the video. I feel like that's the future for podcasts. We'll have that one day. How to think of a name? That is a really good question. I have seen people struggle with kind of the branding identity of their podcast or the naming of their podcast and to be honest I think when you're doing that day where you're in an environment that feels really fun and you have a notebook and you're ready to plan jot down what you think your podcast is going to be about and trying to find a word or a sentence that has to do with that and don't just come up with one come up with five to ten and then once you have those you should go on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and just type them in, type those words into the podcast section and see what comes up. It's kind of like if you were choosing a new Instagram handle and you just need to see if it's available. I would say that is the easiest way to narrow down your podcast. If there is a huge successful podcast with the exact same name that you thought of without prior knowing that podcast, it's not going to be the best decision for you maybe long term so it's worth looking into what's already out there there were times where i wanted to call my podcast the couch because me and my friends were like oh you'd be sitting on a couch and you're chatting and then it just didn't feel like it gave enough information into what the podcast was and then there were times where i wanted to have gen z in the podcast because when i would look it up it would be all like this weird cheesy stuff that i didn't like but then I realized, okay, generations are going to keep moving and I don't want that. And then I played off on the word generations and how we would be sharing things like writing letters to the next generation or the generation before us. And that's how I got to here. And you can always change your branding, your sub, you know, about you section in your podcast. If your podcast ends up growing so much and you don't know how to evolve with that but you have a name that you've just chosen for a long time you can change it or you can just just call it something else in the subtitle i got a question that said how do you actually upload to spotify can't seem to figure that out hope the section before helped you definitely just use anchor on your phone on a laptop on a desktop and it does the work for you it's like magic and what is really cool is that on spotify specifically you can have different covers for different episodes so when I do an episode with my sister I just swap out the cover because it's fun or if you have a different guest you can just do a different cover for each guest or if you have a different topic there's a podcast that I just discovered and they're about creativity and because they're about creativity I love that for every episode the title of the episode is a different cover with the same kind of style or the name at the bottom but it's just like a creative little graphic or doodle that has to do with the title of that episode. I got a worst mistake made when starting a podcast. Okay, I think the worst mistake was waiting so long to start the podcast. And I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to that because I felt like, okay, my gear won't be good. People will think it's a bit cringe. Like people will think they like to, I like to listen to myself, which is not the case. I don't re-listen to things as much as I should, which would probably be better for audio control. (laughs) But I would just say that was my worst mistake was just getting too wrapped up in finding the best tools and the best things instead of just hitting record, putting it out there and knowing that it can evolve. So for a long time, even when it came to the cover image, there was a point where I just gave up and I said, this is what it is. And it takes two clicks to swap it out. So I'm just going to do it and go from there. 
Another mistake I had made once was, so when you plug in your microphone into a computer or a device, for a Mac specifically, there is a little system preferences section, and when you click that, you can go to your sound, and that is where you can control your input audio, which is the audio that you are recording using your microphone. And there was a time where I didn't switch the input audio to my microphone. Usually your computer will do it automatically, but it was recording from just like the computer audio, which is not the best microphone. Usually it's kind of like dusty or not the best quality. So don't make that mistake if you're me. Before every time I record with someone, I try to go to my settings and I speak into the microphone to see how high the bar goes when I'm talking and that was a mistake I had made a couple times and just not having really good Wi-Fi for when I had guests, that was also a mistake. Next question is how to reach your audience. So the good thing about a podcast is that the numbers aren't visible to everybody. Yes, you can see like review numbers, but I have listened to podcasts where they didn't really realize where they could find all their backend information. Like for me, I got to go into Anchor's analytics and then sometimes I also go into Apple's analytics and then I can also see, you know, who's listening where and all of that and where my audience is from. There is so much that affects that that it is almost hard to know how it's happening. I would say that to reach your audience, you need to do some SEO, which is search engine optimization. So it doesn't really have to do with the title of your podcast. I would say that does help you give a good idea of what the episode is about, but the description of your podcast is where I think people miss out on when it comes to getting their podcast out there. So if your episode is all about I don't know, how to train a new puppy. I'm just thinking of something that I would never make an episode on. If you don't mention the words dog, puppy, training, dog parent, tips and tricks, and things like that, you probably won't come up when someone's a new dog owner on a walk trying to get some information on it because that's what they're going to search in the podcast, you know, search section. I'm actually very impressed with myself that I came up with this example because I did not plan this or think about this, but it works for any kind of type of podcast you're looking for. And I know this because I'm also a consumer of podcasts on the other side where I will search up, you know, how to start podcasts. And hopefully my podcast comes up somewhere in there because I've used the proper words that are what people would be searching for. So yeah, when it even came to habits, I remember looking up just like habits, routines, and there's only a few podcasts that came up, but then when I scrolled really, really far down, there were some that were way better quality, so much more helpful, but the issue was that their description was less than one sentence long and didn't really capture a lot of the words that I was looking for or didn't capture what they are even talking about in the episode. So, that is how I would say find your audience that you need is to be descriptive and of course social media helps. In 2023, I'm definitely going to use TikTok more and the reason why I didn't start a montage TikTok was because I knew when I would record video episodes, then I would get some content to use and even if you're not recording video, you have audio clips that you can use as social media sounds, so that's a way to reach people. I don't feel like even... TikTok will drive that many listeners to 
certain podcasts just because it's harder to get you know a link there where you can click the link and go people have to go physically go look for your podcast but it can help you find the right people that you think would enjoy it but so far my success on getting reach has been just through the descriptions of the podcast and having different guests tell their friends that hey they were on a podcast which is I think you should be excited when your friends on a podcast too. That has helped me reach the audience that I knew I wanted to reach. It was friends of friends of friends, and that's kind of the main goal of what I wanted in terms of growth of the podcast. Someone asked, how do you record with another person over Zoom or something else? I mentioned that earlier. You can definitely do Zoom. I will say the one downside of recording on Google Meets for me, which it could change, but at the moment I like it this way is that it only records whoever is speaking so when we're both sitting there it's not recording me just listening and nodding i usually record with people in a messy bun and a hoodie because i'm just trying to be casual here and make people feel comfortable so i usually show up like that because i know it won't record me when i'm not talking there's some questions about editing which i've mentioned and yeah, you can literally just use GarageBand. The main reason why I don't use GarageBand is because my computer is too old to download the latest version of GarageBand. And I've tried different web, web browser types of audio recording software, but I don't like that I would have to restart every time. So when I do it on iMovie, I just have this one kind of template at this point. It has the intro music, the outro music, and then I drop the video there, remove the audio, and then just snip up whatever I don't need, snip up the, the part where I'm just kind of chatting with the person and just getting to know them a bit more, giving them an idea of what they can expect. And then that's the part that goes up. I just hit export to MP3. I think that is the lowest space that it takes up is if I do MP3 and it just kind of cleans it up for me. I don't add any effects or anything fun like that. We're not there yet. I also know it's beneficial to have like a DI box or a box with your audio, but if you're just starting out, I honestly don't think you need to be that fancy. You can go on Amazon and look at all these different options, but I would just say pick an option that works with what type of computer you want to be using. So if you're recording with the phone, you can actually just use one of those little tiny microphones. I bought one from Urban Outfitters and you can just plug it into your headphone jack or... Um, the dongle thing if you have one of those phones and just chat that way but for me both my computers are older so I had to get like a regular USB but the issue was if I were to bring this to someone else's house and they have a different computer then I would have to get some sort of converter converter <laughs> some sort of converter so just look at the plugs that come with the microphones that you're buying make sure that they're the right format for your computer whether it's bluetooth USB USB-C, aux, whatever that is, whatever works for you. Okay, we just reached exactly how long I would tell myself that I would not go past, which is 45 minutes. Hope you went on a nice long walk or drive or listened while you're doing chores or dreaming up your podcast, but I want to leave you with just encouragement that if you want to start a podcast, this is your year. Start that podcast. If it intimidates you a little bit, do it and don't tell anybody because podcasts are way more evergreen unless you're sharing news. If you are someone who just wants to try it out, 
then get a microphone. You can buy them used. If you live near me, you can borrow mine. I have multiple anytime and do a mini series. I think that is something that I'm really excited to try out one day, even just kind of doing a little marketing mini series podcast, like a completely different show and just do five episodes. And I'm going to commit to doing five episodes about very specific areas of like marketing. And you could do this with whatever it is, like interview five different friends and then just call it a day because people maybe aren't listening week to week as you're putting it out there and there will be a time where they're going to want to catch up on it and it's fun to have out there. I also think having a podcast or just putting together all your different audio recordings is a really good memory and it's just a different type of content that is a little bit less overwhelming and you could do it while you're doing other things which I think there is space for. So don't think that the space is saturated, that the space is full, that there's no room for you at the podcast table. It is an encouraging, inclusive community, I would say. You also really get to connect with people and bond with people who have podcasts, I would say, through social media because they can kind of understand your desire, your dreams, the struggles that go into it. And it just taps you into being able to be friends with different people. So that's my little take on how to start a podcast, how I do it. It's not as clean and organized as a little course on it, but there are things like that. There are courses that teach you how to start a podcast, but I wanted to give it to you real. I wanted to be straight and tell you that this is how it goes. The options out there can be free. They can cost money. Nobody asks questions about making money off of a podcast, which I found interesting because, of course, these are people who are asking who are in the process of dreaming about starting a podcast. You're not usually thinking about money first, but if you're like me and at first you were kind of curious, like, okay, how are some people's full-time jobs podcasts? Well, of course, there are things like sponsors, which you can do. Personally, for this specific podcast, I didn't think I wanted to go in that direction just yet which doesn't stop me from having affiliate links kind of in my descriptions or mentioning them just because they do give commission and they're brands that I support so that is kind of a way that you could be making money off your podcast there's also different monetization ways where you can do a promotion for another podcast and there's all these different platforms where you basically can upload your trailer of your show and it can be played on different people's shows for like small amounts of money or big amounts of money depending on how big the other show is and that's something maybe at the end of 2023 I'll look at more. I'm not really in the focus right now of spreading the podcast further than kind of the network that I want to reach at the moment. Like I was saying, friends and friends of friends and friends of friends of friends who are on the show or who listen are kind of the sweet spot of how I want this community to grow. And I think the more we grow the community just with who's around us before we bring in, you know, strangers from far, far away, which will be amazing and it'll be fun to include them, then I'll look into things like that where you can send in your trailer and it goes up and it's very very easy to do like these websites will just like email you when they're like hey these people are looking to be guests on podcasts or these shows are taking up three advertisements do you want to be the podcast that's advertised and it's kind of like those trailers that you hear on other podcasts there's also ways to earn where the 
ads are not your choice like they kind of just play from an ad library of ads that are being served to you and that's kind of based on the listener's location so I've actually listened to a podcast that I know was not recorded in Canada and just because it knew where my location was and they had an automatic ad placement I got an ad that was so specific like it was an ad for like my city's local like rec centers promotion or something and I was like there's no way they chose this and that's just because it works the same way like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. It will just serve you a specific ad. Okay, my friends, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for just, yeah, being such a fun community. I've been really loving chatting with people in DMs on the Montage Instagram, on my personal Instagram, and getting to chat with people and record it and share it is really special because I genuinely like to reach out to strangers or people that I think are inspiring and I'll go out for coffee with them or I'll have a call with them like I have been recording for the podcast and I never get to share them after. I never get to re-listen to the really wise things that they said and doing this means that we all get to listen to it and we all get to learn and meet new people which is really cool and gives us new people to follow if we're inspired by them and want to get to know them. So that's it. I won't get emotional, but message me on Instagram, on LinkedIn if you have any other questions. If you need a walkthrough of any of the platforms, I'd be happy to do that with you. If you need specific links or you want to borrow gear if you're local to Vancouver, then let me know. You can go ahead and try it out before and we'll chat soon. Love you guys. Bye. (laughs) 